I'm increasingly struck by how many of the things that my wife and I did with our kids as they grew up, how they're so similar to the things we find ourselves replicating with others now in missional community. For instance, early in our lives, we taught our children how to set up a personal budget and decide how they'd spend their money, asking for God's guidance and wisdom. We taught them to be patient and the difference between wants and needs. And now we've had to do the same thing or we get to do the same thing with so many other people in community. We trained our children how to serve others in our extended family through babysitting, cooking, meals, cleaning houses, or raking leaves. Many in our community have learned to work hard and serve others in the same ways with us at home. I taught my son and daughters how to fix their bikes, stop a leak, paint a wall, and properly clean up when the job is finished. And over the years in community, we've had to teach myriads of young people all these same things as they started families and new missional communities. So many people have never been taught these things or learned how to view all of life through the lens of the gospel. Discipleship includes seeding kingdom multiplication into every area of life, not just teaching the Bible and theology. In many ways, discipleship is a reparenting of others, showing them how to live in God's family in light of what our Father now says is true of them. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Good to be with you, as always, my friend, and I'm excited for where the show's going to go today. Yeah, discipleship is reparenting, huh? Yeah, it's not really a parenting episode, but it's, yeah. it's such a cool parallel. And we talk so often about... Um, here I'm diving right in, I don't mean to, but we, we talk so often about life and community and life in the kingdom is really living in God's family, that it's family life and that the parallels are they're forever. There's so many of them. So we're going to go pretty deep into that. Anyway, how the heck are you this week? Good, man. Uh, a little dreary day today, right? We're in the starting in the middle of summer and it's rainy and cold. 20 degree difference from yesterday. From yeah. sunshine to, yeah. It's and it'll be back to sun tomorrow. Whatever. That's okay, man. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, uh, Kathleen and I went and saw a really great concert. I know you're a concert goer. Like we, we've done we Brian We still Setzer. do quite a shows. We still do a lot of shows. Yeah. yeah. We just went and saw Train and Goo Goo Dolls and that was... Like a, Wayback machine. I know. It was a little sentimental because I remember my first car at 16 driving to the beach in Southern California listening to Goo Goo Dolls and to <laughs> see them. Now, you know, they're old and they're getting... Tina recently saw Train and she kept sending me little like snippet videos. Yeah. Like with, oh my, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe these. I, this was their hit too. Yeah. Like, does Train have more hits than we could ever yeah. all remember? It was literally every song. I was like, oh, I forgot about this one. <laughs> That's what she said. And you know, what's, what was really cool was... um. So the lead singer, Pat, lives in Sammamish, just like by Issaquah. Sammamish. But uh, <laughs> this guitar player, their guitar player, did this incredible guitar solo, and he said, ladies and gentlemen, from Tacoma, Washington. So Tacoma's representing... There you go, buddy. Train. You're all so. proud. We're all proud of Tacoma. T-Town. Yeah. You know, so one of the things that, even as you were just doing this intro, that I, I thought was fascinating was that this idea of discipleship in many ways parallels parenting or even reparenting people. And I've never actually thought about it that way. Um and I'm sure that many of the listeners here have not maybe connected those dots either. So I, co- I coined that phrase. <laughs> Trademark that. I don't know. <laughs> can, maybe you can explain to us how you came up with this idea and how it served you throughout the years in different communities of folks that you've been with. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know where it came from. It might have just popped into our heads one day. But it really was kind of, you know, after years of being in community with people, we started noticing in so many ways a lot of our friends had not been parented very well. Mm-hmm. 
like seriously, you know, a lot of people, they're just like, well, my parents were in the home. They just made sure we were fed and not in jail kind of thing, you know. Sure. Even believers, it's just, wow. So they weren't parented that well. And in some cases, it was because their parents were absent for much of their life. Right. But for many, it was just like their parents had not been very intentional about teaching their kids a lot of the stuff that prepares them for healthy community and friendships and marriages and and certainly not a lot of parenting them and how to see the gospel applied to all of life. Sure. Right? And so we started kind of commenting on how many parallels there were like, remember when we taught, you know, our son this, like we just had to teach like four guys that, you know, remember how when we had this whole big thing about why it's important, like, you know, let's cut our lawn and be a good neighbor. It's like, hmm. we're having to teach that because we're showing up at people's houses for meals and all, and they're in community and they love Jesus, but they're like, man, you're, you look like the worst house in the neighborhood, you know, like let's redeem <laughs> right. this, let's restore this, you know, or whatever, right? Sure. And so we kind of started saying, you know, discipleships in so many ways is reparenting people and reparenting mm-hmm. the culture. And a lot of what we're going to talk about today, think of the, it, you know, it's not just task, but it's like the ethos. It's like really developing the environment, a parenting environment that is grace-based and it would be much like what it's like to hang out with dad, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our father in heaven is... Earthly family should be amazing, right? Yep. This term reparenting, though, it's out there. Sometimes it's called limited reparenting, okay. um, but it's it's actually like a psychological process that people use, and it's when like a, a therapist of some sort takes the role of a concerned and trustworthy parent with a person so that that client of theirs can learn what a trusting relationship is like. Hmm. Now, think about that. We talk about discipleship and building trust, and that's how, you know, all that, so... Now, even from a clinical standpoint, it's like someone takes on this role, so people start to realize, oh, this is what it looks like not to live in fear and trust people and be open about yourself and let your redemption show and all that. And I found this quote, it says, reparenting helps an individual repair attachments and develop more secure and healthy relationships. And this is Rachel O'Neill, who's like a professional counselor and big person. And she goes on to say, it can help an individual recognize and repair patterns of non-functional behavior. And so I go, oh man, see, I I knew we were onto something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because that's, think about in so many ways, discipleship is that. It really is. And so even with those friends and disciples that had Christian parents growing up, we realized that the church has for the most part not taught people how to live in the kingdom of God. In other words, what's it like to live in our perfect Heavenly Father's household and then invite others into the family as well? Sure. They really do need to be reparented, doing air quotes now. Uh, uh, they need to be reparented into the ways of Jesus and our Abba Daddy. Hmm. And I'm increasingly struck by how many of the things my wife and I did with our own kids as they grew up are the same things that we find ourselves replicating with others now in missional community. For instance, early in their lives, we taught our kids how to set up a personal budget and decide how they'd spend their money. And, and like, let's not just do it based on our own love of stuff, but let's ask God for guidance and wisdom. We taught them how to be patient. Sometimes you have to wait, honey, and save, or sometimes maybe you'll change your mind. And, and what's the difference between wants and needs? And the list goes on and on. And now we're finding we're doing the same thing with people in community. And not just like 20-somethings or teenagers, but like people. Wow. <laughs> really? So um, obviously you've been in community for quite a long time with various groups and even in different geographic areas, you know, from Chicago to New York to here. What are some of the top areas of life that you've seen most people, most of us, need to actually be reparented in? Well, like I was sort of saying earlier, it was everything from how to set up a budget to how to set the table for dinner or how to sweep up or load a dishwasher, you know, properly so stuff's not getting broken or or whatever, you know. Um, 
And, and we've had to address personal hygiene and study habits and bad habits and healthy habits and how to paint a wall or pack a suitcase for a trip. You know, it's like crazy. You're like, yeah. hey, we're, you know, we're on this trip and we're taking some people overseas to go do a mission. And you look and they're sharing a room with you and you open up their suitcase and it's like, whoa, the stench hits you and everything's just in a ball. And it's, <laughs> sure. did you wash any of that? No, I didn't really have time. Like, well, where do you think you're going to do that? We're in the middle of, you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> um, you know, how to, how to take care of your lawn and your shrubbery. Um, really, I remember literally to like like well you can shape it like a ball or we can cut into the middle or this is this is dead so we have to you know uh, but it's, it's also in how to handle alcohol or dealing sure. with loved ones who are really sick or dealing with death you know it's yeah. it's, it's kind of it's all of it man but then how does the gospel speak into it so there's functionality but there's also whoa so many opportunities then to like use gospel fluency and speak like no the gospel speaks into that why what would our motivation be for that if we love god and want others to see what he's really like and what life and his family's like is it a mess is it last minute are we the worst people on the block are we never prepared do we not keep our word do we you know like when we help do we really help like all that stuff is part of showing off our awesome dad you know you know what's funny is we one of the even in the slogan of our our intro on the show it says where each week you learn how to live with greater intentionality in an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life and i love the practicalness of this because when i think of traditional discipleship it typically deals with none of the practical it's usually <laughs> like 9 or 10 either theological or doctrinal topics that get covered in a very like systematic way mm. how to yeah. think yeah. We're going to teach you what to think rather than how to think for yourself. Tons of Bible verses that yeah. connect to each topic and are typically pulled out for that specific topic. Memorize fit those. an agenda. Yeah. yeah, right? Then you're good. <laughs> but it, why do you think it is that you see so many life categories like that as a, an important discipleship issues that need to be parented in a new or better way? Like, why worry about how someone sets the table or if they never mow their lawn? <laughs> because it seems most people are too afraid to actually address this holistic form of discipleship like that. Because like they might offend somebody or offend everybody, right? Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, and it, and there's obviously there's a lot of ways to do anything in life. But when when you when you're doing life in community, you're starting to set family culture, mm-hmm. right? And so part of this is you get to, you know, I, I can think of some friends of ours who are like, man, it was getting tough for a guy's wife, and she didn't want to have friends over because even when they'd help clean up. It would take her three days to find all her dishes because mm. they put them all in the wrong place and everything. <laughs> so, you know, at one point they finally had to say, hey, listen, we so appreciate your help, but it really doesn't make sense to put like a fork like up next to the bowls sure. and then, you know, over here is like the pans right. or stuff. So could we just show you kind of how our household rolls and, mm. and why it kind of makes sense to us? And then then you can really help in a way that helps, right? Sure. But there's all kinds of ways to do things. But think about it. Relational tensions in community that come from prejudice or laziness or selfishness or even just ignorance. Cause I don't know. I was never taught anything on yep. that. You know, it's all at the center of true discipleship. Think about it. The way you set up your budget and manage and experience money and generosity, it's really a big deal in life. And mm. it's clearly connected to the gospel, right? Yep. Absolutely. You know, think about how many people like, did your parents teach you how to do a budget? Mm, no, mm. but I got online and I downloaded one. Yeah, but does it speak into the gospel speak into that and like categories and like my why you might want to budget like blessing money? Sure. You know, and start to train the even if it's ten bucks a month because you know we're broke or whatever. It's like, but the kids and I, we sit down, we pray over it, we have a blast, and we figure out who's giving out ten bucks. Well, the yeah. kids don't even have ten bucks, so it feels like a lot to them and right. we're training their hearts or whatever, right? But the really important reparenting is most closely connected with relationships, hmm. both with people and with God how to earn and regain trust and how to seek and ask for forgiveness. Like, you know, let let me give you a global view on why I'm saying this. When you think about what was ultimately broken at the fall of mankind, 
it was human's relationship with God, right? Mm. Now they're hiding, freaking out, covering themselves up. And the relationship between humans, blaming each other, hiding. They were yep. naked and ashamed. Now they're covering up and they're blaming each other. And so this idea that we're, we're going to really do a lot of reparenting in a lot of little areas so people just, they know how to be in community better, you know, and yeah. do life well and like not ask themselves or be constantly broke or whatever. Um, but also we're really going to dig into reparenting relationships and hmm. trust. And like, this is what dad's like. And because his opinion counts of us the most, he's the most glorious, then we don't have to fear what everybody else thinks. And it's not like, hey, screw you then. It's like, you know what? I, I want to serve you well, but in the meantime, I'm not crushed that you weren't happy with it. Yep. I can do better next time, but I feel great about our relationship because I know God loves me and I love you, mm. <laughs> you know? And none of that stuff's usually taught. And to me, that's like, that should be parented in. It gets to be parented in. So that's, you know, that's some of the really important reparenting work. You know, I, I can't go further on, or too much further at least, <laughs> without talking about our common working definition of discipleship. And if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know that we describe discipleship as helping others move from unbelief to belief concerning the truth of the gospel in absolutely every area of life. Mm -hmm. How do you see that fitting into this idea of discipleship as reparenting? I'll give you an example that we all need to come to understand properly if we're to enjoy life to the fullest as it's meant to be experienced in God's family, hmm. okay? And it has to do with fear of man issues and seeing and believing that God is the most glorious one. I was just kind of riffing on that a second ago. Yeah. But, but coming to see that God is the most glorious one in our lives and that his opinion of us is ultimately the one that matters most. Hmm. And so think about it. Um, you know, we're not generally parented that way. We, we, we don't have that kind of hope and like, well, that kind of hurt, but you know what? I'm thinking I, the glorious one who hung the moon literally in stars and created me, loves me and sent his son to die for me. And so I can trust in that love and that grounds me in a different way hmm. so that my relationships change. Like the way I was parented when I was growing up was that everyone walked on eggshells around each other when there was like any kind of an argument or disagreement or even a difference of opinion, like what show we're going to watch or whatever. Sure. And we were taught to keep our mouths shut for fear of making things worse or upsetting my dad or one of my older sisters getting ticked off or whatever. And it was bad parenting. And mm. it crushes real gospel community unless we get reparented into the belief that God's our perfect father who loves us regardless of what we say or do yep. or don't say or do because we're all going to blow it. Yep. That's not the point. Like, don't piss people off. The point is, are you securing the father's love so that you can then begin to love others, right? Like, so it's not about what we say or don't say or do or don't do. And since we have his unconditional love and his unmerited favor, we don't have to fear what others think of us, yep. especially when we're speaking the truth and in love to others. Hmm. But even when we're wrong or confused or afraid, God loves us and his love sets us free to love others and speak the truth and seek real relationships based on actually loving the other person, not based on managing their expectations of us by living in silence or walking around on eggshells or in fear and dread. So that's actually just selfish and me focused. Yeah. Like there's all this stuff going on that's weird and hurtful, but I don't want to say anything because I don't want you know, I don't want anybody coming down on me. You sure. Know? Well, no, that's just actually me using you. I'm just I'm I'm working you, yeah. you know, so that I can feel a certain way and yep. maintain my control over situation. And this particular example of moving from unbelief to belief is also what sets us free to be able to disciple people in every area of life hmm. and things like how to set the table or wash the dishes sure. or their armpits or you fill in the <laughs> blank. Right. Right. So much of this has to do with repairing thing, the culture 
within which people live or lived, yeah. creating grace-based environments for people to learn and grow and make mistakes and grow some more, all without the fear that we'll quit on them or that yeah. we'll bail on them or shove them out or shame them for being, you know, Right where they're at, yeah. we get to be. See, but if we don't, like for instance, if we don't move from unbelief to belief about who's the most glorious one, then we'll never speak truth into other weird stuff like, oh, I don't know, man, he always does that, and then he doesn't clear his plate, and he mm. leaves that there in a greasy thing, and then he feeds the dog stuff I've asked him not. And like, we get to we get yeah. to talk about all that stuff. <laughs> Especially if we look at it as a family, right? It seems like what you're saying, there's a lot of practical life lessons that many of us may need to actually be reparented in yeah. or even receive some intentional parenting in that we might not have had in the past. Yeah. And there are really important gospel-related issues that are connected to this that we need to learn to grow in as well. Absolutely. It's both and. And unless we learn to speak the gospel and, and create that, that reparented environment of grace that we were created to grow up in, and, and I'm convinced that that's what dad's family's like, right. our perfect dad in heaven, right? Then we won't ever get to any of the other stuff as well. And so it's, this is critical, this idea of reparenting folks in love and in grace to actually create full-on community. It really is. That's healthy, and and it's going to reproduce itself and be attractive to others, it, you know. And, and it's I don't think it's all that really weird to think this way. Like I can remember reading that, uh, like in say Bible times, right? You know, sure. When a disciple was chosen to follow a rabbi, yep. that he would spend pretty much all of his waking hours with that rabbi, learning his ways and his point of view on everything as it came up, hmm. even to the point. I remember really hear one teacher on this, even to the point of how he went to the bathroom. Like the disciples wow. would all be there lined up behind the rabbi going, okay, really, three, three shakes, no more, you know, or whatever. I don't know. I don't get gross, <laughs> but you know, right. Or how many squares of toilet paper to use or whatever, you know? <laughs> and amazing. so like, I'm not doing that with people, you know? Yeah. But the point is, is like, no, see, this used to be what discipleship was, is like moving people from unbelief to belief, a new worldview. And that's, I, I look at Jesus' life and I see that mm. he came, what does it say? He came preaching the kingdom of God. He was treating people like family. He was showing them like, no, 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 no. That's the way Rome works. That's the way of the world. That's that whole do equals be distortion. That's not how it is with dad. Sure. That's not how our father in heaven is. Yeah. Oh man. And that's, and that's, that's why I think this is so important. And we get to do the job of being spiritual parents who take upon ourselves grace-based reparenting of people. Yeah. You know, as you're talking there, it makes me think that there are probably a million areas in my own life with my own kids that I could even use to upgrade my parenting. Yeah, and also being way more intentional with connecting the gospel to all of life. I remember watching a video from Paul Tripp a while back on parenting. And he said one of the best things a Christian parent can do is take the conversation to Jesus a thousand times a day. Hmm. So when the kid says like, oh, isn't... isn't uh, I just love the rain. I love playing in the rain. Yeah. You connect it back to like, isn't it amazing that God made the rain to take care of us and that that's the source he uses and how it pulls from the salt water. And yeah. He said, just take so many conversations I do with my grandkids to... already. And they're like two, two and a half, you yeah. know, one and a half. It's like, I'm like, oh, this is, they're so stoked. I'm like, let's just thank Jesus for this. Thank yeah. you for this. It's so fun. And this is such a good thing to eat. And look at ducks. Ducks are amazing. Ducks are amazing. <laughs> yeah. But actually allowing that gospel not just allowing, but letting it speak into and shape and inform way more of our lives and relationships than maybe even we've done in the past. No kidding. Well, I want more of that too. That's not, you know, I appreciate your humility, brother, <laughs> but that's all of us. And, you know, I kind of I kind of like ran past it real fast, but I, I want to underscore connected to all of this is seeing our role as disciple maker as one of being a spiritual parent in another mm. person's life. 
And I know I've talked to enough people where I was like, are you, you know, that, and they just go, woo, you know, yeah. that's different. So that both includes our own children. Like we're playing the role of spiritual parent too, not just physical parent. And those that God has brought into our lives to teach and walk with and teach how to walk in the ways of Jesus. So just like our own kids will not become mature, well-functioning adults if we don't parent them with gospel intentionality in all of life, well, it's the same with others in community too. Hmm. Let me ask you, have, have you ever met a person that knew a lot about the Bible and church history and all that kind of stuff, but was so awkward and offensive socially that they were not really a good witness for Jesus and what life in the kingdom and God's all about? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All the time. They need reparenting like crazy. Yep. And it's not reparenting in their Bible knowledge. Yep. They probably need some gospel and all of life reparenting. But they're also just awkward and, and no one's no one loves them enough to go, hey man, like you know, it might be nice if you change your shirt once in a while, you know, <laughs> you know, like, and let's talk about why, you know, cause yeah. you tell me you want to be married, but like, bro, I don't know how many people would come, you know, women are going to come with a chisel or, you know, or like you still live like a boy and women it's marry men and the women come to me and go like, Hey, anybody you think I should be praying about, you know, for yeah. a spouse? I'm like, well, a man would be good cause you're a woman. Yep. And you I've live got like, with a friend right now who really wants to move. He's got this girlfriend and she, she just won't take that next step because she doesn't trust that he knows how to take care of budget. He's irresponsible with money. And uh, she doesn't trust that he's going to be able to take care of budget when that need comes. Mm. That's an area that with him, it's like, dude, you got to grow up in this area. So like, he needs a little reparenting. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not his fault. Yeah. Right? None of this. You know, it's like, well, I wasn't taught that. And certainly yeah. not with the gospel in it. And so it takes time, right? Discipleship that's holistic really entails a lot of reparenting in love and patience. Yep. <laughs> and repeating things over and over and then a little more patience. But isn't that just how God our Father is with us? Absolutely. It really is. Yeah. It really is. So there you go. That's my idea on how discipleship really is like reparenting people. Yeah, and I think one thing I w- I'd like to say before we get to the big three is, is that this is not just for like missional community leaders. This is a this is a call for every single person. Like you, as you are informed by the gospel, you actually get to speak that into other people. Part this of isn't, our don't just say this for privilege. the senior pastor. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is for everybody. Yeah, good word. All right, so let's get to the big three, which is the uh, the free PDF download that we want to give you. It's well put, beautiful, like it's laid out beautifully. Oh, it's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've got nothing else out of this show today, the three takeaways that we want you to have at a bare minimum, and you get the free <laughs> download by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Again, that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Okay, uh, a little hard to boil it down. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot in there, but... Um, First one, God calls and empowers us to be spiritual parents to others. And so just like we needed human parents to guide and train us for life, Mm -hmm. though they weren't perfect, we also need parenting for life in God's family, which we won't also do perfectly. So just the pressure's off. Will you allow God to bring people into your life that need reparenting in light of the gospel and our Father's good household? Hmm. And, And will you love and guide them for his glory rather than their opinion of yourself? It's a great question, man. Yeah, so that's the first thing. Don't miss that. Chew on that a little bit. Second thing, uh, teaching, modeling, and sharing the love of God and his grace with others is our highest calling. It really is. Mm-hmm. So just hanging out in community and being seen as nice, mm, teaching, modeling, sharing all this stuff. In Christ, we have been given a new identity, and we share in his authority here on earth, and we've inherited great privilege as sons and daughters of this king. So walking in light of all this and teaching younger siblings, <laughs> younger both in age and maturity, sure. how the gospel speaks into and transforms all of life is a privilege. And it's part of Jesus's great commission or co-mission to mm. all of us. That's great. All right. Number three, man. Okay. Third one. 
Who specifically, so this is another question, who specifically has God placed in your life that needs reparenting in the kingdom and family of God in a holistic way? Okay. And this may seem new or even a little weird to you at first, but I want to encourage you to start embracing your reparenting role in the lives of those that you're discipling as you help them experience the full, the fullness, mm. the full inheritance and life that Jesus came to give us. So just like in human parenting, you'll need to trust the Spirit and you'll get better and better at this as you go along. God's with you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So. And rely on the Spirit through all this, right? Like, you have to. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to, just like human parenting. Yeah. yeah. All right, those are the big three for this week. Again, you get them for free by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Uh, I'm excited about something we're going to announce next week. Ooh. It's a teaser, but uh, yeah, we're hosting an event with you and I that we've not done this yet on the Life School podcast, but it's an... We're gonna we'll share what it is next week, but it's actually yeah, this time is to come just hang out totally with us. a teaser. So we want you to mark your calendars. Yep. Okay. So it's September twentieth and twenty first. It's a Friday. It'll be like a Friday afternoon evening thing, and then Saturday till noon. Yep. So like, look at your calendar right now. And go like, I don't even know what it is, but just like mark your calendars and go like, life school cool thing. We're gonna tell you about <laughs> it next week. Okay. And it's gonna be a time to hang out with us deeply. And I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna just tip if it's okay. I'm gonna tip my hand just a little bit. Sure. Actually, in my home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this isn't like an online thing. This is you actually coming yeah. to the Northwest. And this ain't and going to a conference or anything. This yeah. is, that, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. But it, it won't be for too many people. Yeah. Because, I mean, how many people can, you know, <laughs> fit in our house? Anyway, a little teaser. Yeah, so week. there you go. Next week, don't miss that. We're going to we're gonna fill you in on all the details of that. But that, really, please go look September 20th, 21st. At least right now, just go, hmm. It's open. Yep. Uh, maybe I'm going to be in for this. And we I designed think, it in a way like if you work at a church, you're not going to miss a Sunday. You'll be able to get home. Like, yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So if you haven't yet joined our Facebook group, head over to Facebook.com up in the search bar, type in Life School Podcast, and Caesar or I will approve you to the group. We have some great conversation. I actually just saw it today. There's a group uh, meetup asking who's in Ohio. And so the. The clans start people to get together. People dive on, on there, yeah. And, and literally, awesome. I just got another report of people hanging out with each other this last weekend. So that cool. live nowhere near each other. But uh, we're going to be in town with our kids and for a business thing. And it's like, yeah, no it's, way. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. The family is growing. The family. It's good to have everyone here. Hey, next week, we're going to talk about a simple process for developing missional leaders, right? Yeah, it's going to be something that I was taught years and years ago, and it served me faithfully. And once you know it, you'll never forget it. And it'll give you some real handles for you know, demystifying this. Like, how do I develop leaders? Like, uh, mm. We're going to show you. We'll so. talk about it. Okay, September 20th, 21st. Get it on your calendar. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <Da-da-dum>. for- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not.